Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the Yippie Market Podcast. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Orlia Moore of uh, GMCP about public speaking as marketing. Don't worry, we'll explain that a little bit more um, as, as we go along here. But uh, Orly is the CEO of the Global Mentoring, Coaching, and Publishing Center. Um, it's a professional public speaking coach working with authors, speakers, consultants, and entrepreneurs. And just to clarify, she isn't focused on helping you improve your diction or projection or any of those kind of things or even your speech writing, but uh, helping speakers on the business side uh, be more successful as speakers, make more money. Orly, I hope I represented you properly there, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So public speaking as marketing, can you, it seems pretty self-explanatory there, and some people are mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you have all these marketing channels. That's one I hadn't really considered. Um, you know, you know when you go to an event and, oh, you can be a speaker and that all ties in, but it seems like you're really taking this to a whole a whole nother level being its own marketing channel. Can you explain to the listeners um, how that works? How does public speaking as marketing work? What's the benefits, all the good stuff? Well, thank you for that question. Um, You know how they say that uh, word of mouth is one of the best marketing uh, solution for a business, and then you got to market yourself. Well, public speaking is number two. It's just um, when I was uh, starting out, I was in property management, to tell you the truth. And and I figured a way to just go and speak about property management. That's how I got my clients. So it's all about what is it that your services or product is, because people don't know enough about it. They're not educated enough, and they frankly don't know who you are. So public speaking becomes one of your best marketing ways to, instead of doing one-to-ones, it's one-to-many. Right. So you're can be really exhausting. You're using it as like a a little commercial kind of a, instead of word of mouth. It's you're making it word of your mouth. You don't have to rely <laughs> on others. Then. Only you can say that that way. That's for sure. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I'll agree. Word of your mouth marketing. You're referring Why yourself. Um, okay. <laughs> so it seems like there's a ton of um, of these ancillary benefits of that. But mm-hmm. the downside is you have to actually public speak. Right. And many and and again, um, public speaking is the number one um, fear uh, after death. Imagine that. Right. I mean, many people have heard that. And, and the truth of the matter is that we really speak all the time when we speak to a prospect, when we speak to a, a potential client, we're speaking. So it's when you're on stage, you got to just get over that part of the fear and just say, well, I'm in a living room with a bunch of people. It's really if you get you, you can get over that fear. It takes a little bit of practice. And then uh, really it's about knowing, liking you and then trusting you to deliver the goods. And how do you do that? When you have people speak publicly, are you trying to get them to give a TED talk or just give a talk? No, it's a talk and it's a structured talk to what they want to achieve with the audience. So um, sometimes you'll get paid to for to to do that. And if you don't care about getting paid to speak and we can talk more about why you would be paid to speak. But if you don't care about getting paid to speak, the purpose then is to speak to as many people as you can in order to close more deals, in order in order to educate people on your product or your service, to give them an educated, rational decision making uh, opportunity. And that's really where the money is. 
So when you say that, it makes me think uh, I've got an event I'm going to next week. Events mm-hmm. are all back. That's great. Speaking's back. That's awesome. But most of the events, when they have speakers, it's really important to them. Just like on our show here, it's important to us. You're talking about public speaking, doing it as marketing, but you're providing it as content to the listeners. You're not selling your services kind of. So how how do you walk that line with your speakers between, okay, I'm going to go speak at this conference for free. But I, I can't do an infomercial because nobody wants to show up and listen to your infomercial on your product. No, um, but let's talk about um, just a cream. I, I don't know even what to, to use as a product, but let's say it's a cream, okay? And right now you're on stage and you're it's talking- It's got to be a B2B cream then. This is a cream a that B2B helps- A uh... B2B or a B2C because it could be because it could be lotion for a hotel bathroom, you know, hotel right. bathrooms, right? Whatever that may be, it's a product, right? And the product may be beneficial because of the smell or because of the, you know, the quality or the, the efficiency, et cetera, et cetera. And- but if you're talking to a bunch of hotel owners, then your orders of that cream, lotion, or soap would come as a bigger re- revenue stream for you than just doing one-to-one and going to every hotel, meeting with every director, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yes, there's a lot of benefits in that. Okay, but they can't, again, getting up and doing an infomercial, um, how do they, for something, a hand cream for hotels, What are they? what do they talk about that? Is it just them being up there being made into an expert? I mean, I guess it can vary from situation right. to situation. They need to show course. up as an expert. Absolutely. And why are they? So here's the five questions they need to even answer to any audience out there. It's who are you? What do you know? What problem are you solving? How are you solving that problem? And why should I care? Why should the audience care? Why should the event planner care? There must be something in your expertise that they would like to share with their audience. And what's missing in the industry right now is variety and diversity and and women speakers. But that doesn't, it's not the issue. The issue is that there's always the same people speaking about the same topics. So unfortunately, these conferences are getting boring because what happens is that they're bringing back the same speakers over and over and over again. So people who are you know, known in the industry, when they go to a conference, they know they're going to see so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. It's like a regular thing. So it's like, it seems like you're saying these people have their act and they keep going out doing the same act. And it's almost like a comedy, you know, a a comedian, you're going to do your standup. You need to come up with a new set every year. Like you can't be doing the same damn set forever because eventually everybody's seen it and they just really don't want to tune in. No, but if you're an expert in only one solution, then you're, yeah, you're a one, 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 one kind pony. What do you call it? One thing, pony, one trick pony. What? Here is the here is the other part of this, right? If you do have an expertise and show that shows why you as a one trick pony than everybody else, then that makes you more, uh, you know, important to a event planner to actually pay for your for you to speak. And right. if not, then they'll just bring you in to to just have content. Now you were saying something about an infomercial. This is not about being an infomercial. This is about showing up as an expert in your field. This is about you having a solution to a problem that most people wouldn't even think about. And when you come up with that kind of a solution, like marketing itself, right? Marketing is a big topic because a lot of people want to get their business out there, their, their, their voices out there, their product and services. 
and they don't know how to do it or they don't know what marketing avenue to use. And that's why there is marketing firms, right? How does a marketing firm sell themselves? Well, they are tailoring the marketing package to the client and that means they need to sit with them and so on and that costs money. And here is where it is, right? So in our hypothetical, um, in our hypothetical with the hotel bathroom lotion, you like that, right? Okay. We're, we're stuck. We're going to be stuck That's on this, soap. Uh, <laughs> this strange um, product for the rest of the show. Now. Right. It's so, because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a good commodity. So in that hypothetical, the speaker might talk about um, balancing uh, the cost of their commodity product purchasing like toilet papers and shampoos. And so it's not all about their product, but it's about something that it's speaking to right. that buying audience. Sure. They can do that. And why not? It's again, one to many. Imagine how many conversations they have to have to make their quota. I don't know. But if they go out there and speak and educate the masses on why it would be, and it doesn't have to be only hotels. It could be restaurants. It could be high-end restaurants. You know, some soaps really smell bad. And and then they can say, well, our soaps smell better. <laughs> or, or, you know, this is, uh, this is about why do you stand out? What is your unique selling proposition? Now, you don't have to sell from the stage at all. You don't even have to talk about the product, period. You can just talk about the pain point and also give examples of a client, right? Uh, in my case, when I talk about uh, public speaking as a business, uh, well, I talk about my clients that think that they can do it themselves, that they, they think that they can go and get their forms together, that they know how to reach out to event planners and how to how much to charge, etc. Well, in my case, I'll just talk about a client. I won't talk about the business side of things. Mm. I'll give statistics also. Oh. If you really need to talk about what you actually do, it sounds like you're saying um, like you can use case studies as right. examples and then you're you're meant you're you're weaving your product right in there. But via a case study, it's like, hey, yes. they had this problem. Here's how we handled it. We're not selling Perfect. our stuff. We're just mentioning that we exactly solved this problem. Well, it creates intrigue. It creates curiosity. And after you speak, then you get a bunch of people come to see you and then you can make appointments. You can get them as clients. You can get them as potential clients or somebody knows somebody that knows somebody and then become a referral. So there's many avenues from public speaking that you can actually sell your product or service. It seems like there's a dangerous side where somebody says, oh, Orly had this great idea. One of our marketing channels this year is going to be speaking at events. Um, so we're just going to find a topic and we're going to speak at it, but it has nothing to do with their product. So they go and they speak. It's mediocre. It's not related enough to actually drive any marketing or build any expertise in that drives marketing. Um, so it, it seems by, I mean, you're weaving the case studies in that kind of thing, picking a topic that's close enough to being a um infomercial close I'll enough to being example. able to sell your to weave your product in there seems let's go back to the soap and lotion for hotels or restaurants for now it's soap and lotion okay we're getting a yeah it's soap and lotion let's just do it that way because i like soap better than i like lotion so anyway that's who sells me. only lotion too come on <laughs> exactly and so what if what if i did not talk about any of these products that i sell but i went in saying, here's how you can save 25% a year on your 
products that you buy for your hotels, right? 25%, big number, right? When people think about their numbers of maybe in the thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions even, then 25% becomes a really intriguing, sexy and marketable topic to talk about. And that's what's intriguing to the event planner as well as the audience. And so if you want to be the competitor to everyone else out there, then come up with a topic that actually helps everybody out there, whether they hire you or not. Right. Right. Excellent. Okay. Um, I want to take a step back. We've, we've talked about like trade shows and stuff like that, but when we say public speaking as marketing, um, what kind of public speaking are are we including in this? I mean, does this cover everything to getting a bullhorn and going around the neighborhood? Is it no, just conferences? I, no, we're talking, yeah, conferences, uh, boardrooms, uh, meetings, summits. There's many avenues to go and public speak. And not necessarily to have, you know, you don't need to speak for an hour. Sometimes you'll speak for 20 minutes, sometimes for 40 minutes, sometimes for an hour. And then those times that you do have the opportunity to speak longer, then it's a few case studies. It's very simple. What is really public speaking? It's telling a story and then making a point or making a point, then telling a story. And then when you weave a few of these stories or points together and you put pull in some statistics or some really cool facts about what you do, then you become an interesting person. And that makes that makes you um, at least in the 1% above all your competitors, if they're okay. using public speaking for that. Interesting. So we're coming in not as a professional speaker, but as a marketer, or you find, let's say you find somebody in the marketing department that uh, maybe even get somebody out of sales that likes to talk too much and say, we're putting you up on stage and uh, we're going to have you speak to people. Um, and something you said, basically, you're not a professional public speaker. You're not up there to be the best speaker, but to get the message across and not suck, I guess. So the goal really is just to to be interesting and get the message across. You don't have to so again, that, you don't have to worry about being a TED talk or being a professional orator. Let's get that out of the way because it's very important for your uh, for you and for your listeners to understand this. Are you passionate about anything? And if you're passionate about that one topic, you'll be a great speaker because we are very good at convincing our friends to go see a movie that we just saw that was just amazing. And we're going to be able to convey that excitement to them. And they're going to want to do that too. Mm. So what happens to our business is that if we're excited about what we do, we are good speakers. It's very simple. You don't have to eat at your head about it saying, oh, well, if I'm not a good speaker, they're going to hate me. They're not even going to call me back. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. If you really suck at it, guess what? They're not going to call you back, right? Yeah. But if they paid you to speak, which is more important to me in my profession that people do get paid to speak and coach and whatever, is that it's it's a, it's a bigger number at the end of the year. Uh, and on top of it all is that if you're going to give your talent and information out there, you paid for it with experience, with money, with education, blood, sweat, tears, ups and downs, and you need to be paid for it as well. That's my advocacy. Interesting. You so you train people, basically, maybe some are public speakers and you're showing them how to multiply their revenue, how to get more speaking. It almost seems like as an agent, you're telling an athlete, 
yeah, you don't have to pay the 10% if you represent yourself, but it's going to cost you 50%. Like let someone else, you go catch the passes and you let me handle the business negotiations while you're at practice. Stop well, trying to not do everything. Really. Because no. what I teach is really to f go get your own, go get your own gigs, go get, go get them because uh, they're look sky. So you're not representing them. You're teaching them how to represent themselves. Yeah, I, yes, okay. I, I show them how to fish. Uh, there's 64,000 events a day in America, Canada and the United States that pay speakers for whatever walk of life. And so it's not a lack of opportunity. It's just knowing how to get them so that, you know, and in the beginning, it's a little tedious. And then once you get the ball rolling and you got the wheels really well oiled, you can be making a su substantial amount of money here um, yearly. The, the the business of public speaking is about $113 billion a year worldwide. So, so there's how many of, of these events when they're looking for speakers, just go look at the speaker page of don't. similar events they just they don't they go look don't. and see who spoke at that event oh, let's get let's ask that person. not at all not, not at all though. they don't okay. have time so i'll tell you why and that's a great question by the way because um they did a survey on the most stressful jobs in america canada and the united states 100 different professions number one was military jet fighter plane pilot number two was air traffic controller number six was event planner coordinator they don't have time to go look at your speaker sheet and on your but if you are well packaged if you know what you're doing they're gonna know and that's the cool part if you save them time and aggravation to deal with you you will be <laughs> the one getting hired oh, more often make it easy to be hired basically make it easy make it simple know so, how to do this business so let's say somebody's listening there in marketing and they're like oh my god we have an event coming up and they offer you to pay and come and speak and we didn't have the budget for it but how can um They'd love to get up and talk. They love the concept. How do they approach becoming a speaker, either an unpaid speaker or a paid speaker at these events? Do you start out paid, unpaid? Does it? How does all that work? I, I, I only agree with getting paid right off the bat. If you don't get paid, then find out a way to have some type of compensation, like paying for your travel and stay. Like um, maybe you can sell your products or services and actually pitch them. Um, there's also some collateral. Maybe they they filmed the event and they filmed you speaking here is where you can take that raw footage and make some small snippets that are really cool and put them on your website and put them on social media so people can see you and see the product or the service by you speaking. And it could be, you know, snippets of a minute. You can just cut it as you want to. Um, getting a letter of reference, getting some testimonials from the audience. Uh, you know, that's easy. Take out your phone. And if somebody says to you, oh my God, you were great on stage, take out your phone and say, hey, can you say that again while I'm filming you, you know, like literally take it right there. Those are, those are collateral that you cannot purchase. This is something that you get right there. And then on site that is priceless really, because you can repurpose it and reuse it as many times as you like. Interesting. So I hear you saying get paid or get compensated. Yeah. But, and it's, so it seems like there's a broad swath broad swath of what you could ask for potentially you could approach an event you want to talk sure. out say i'd like to you know what do you pay your speakers i'd like to be one how's that how's that approach typically done 
There is, well, you got to approach them, first of all. I don't know if they need the speaker. And two, before even that, you need to know if they're the ones that are making the decision. Uh, What's the point in contacting them if they're not the ones making the decision? Because they cannot even give you a yes or a no. They don't have that authority. Uh, The other part is to know how much to charge. There is industry value versus my value. You might think if you're a good speaker, you might think, oh, I'm going to charge $5,000, but you've never spoken for $5,000. Then let me tell you this, you're not a $5,000 speaker, right? You got to- They don't know that. (laughs) Yes. They need to actually ask for what they've been paid for before. Mm. Okay, they but you've never been paid that. before. So what do you say? If you've like, never been paid before, then you ask them what their budget is. Maybe they can tell you what their budget is, and then you work with that. And for a little while, you work with their budget, whatever that budget is. Interesting. So you're working at, again, it seems a lot like an athlete or something like that. You have to just know what are people getting paid? What's my value within the market here? Yeah. Um, a lot Where of do you stand? Of, Where do you, yeah. If you're, even if you're just starting out, you're okay. Even if you've never spoken on a stage before, you're still okay. So what do you say? Like, how do you find that right person? Right. You have an event. That's a whole conversation. We need three hours. If you have that, we can do that. Okay. The the conversation is much longer. The science behind it is much longer. All the Mm -hmm. items you're going to need to be able to get booked and be confident because you need confidence to go out there. Uh, That's what sells you as a speaker more than anything. Confidence and having everything in the right order. So here's a good transition then. It sounds like, like you said, it's a way bigger conversation than we have time for on the show today. It seems like if somebody's interested in this, like just reach out to Orly and talk to her. And then uh, this is what she does. She can coach you on how to, on the much bigger picture than we're covering here today. Sure. Um, So in that vein, let's switch over to you and talk about uh, Orly and talk about your business and what you guys do a little bit more. Can you tell the listeners what your, what's your service there? So I call myself a business coach for public speakers, coaches, authors, entrepreneurs, because I believe that you should be paid for your knowledge. It's your intellectual property. I've been doing it full time for over 25 years. My goodness, I don't like dating myself there, but it's okay. Um, and I have, uh, and I have started coaching speakers on the business of public speaking only about 13 years ago. Now, the reason I started is because people really don't know how to make the money in this business. And it's a, like I said, $113 billion a year. I don't know about you, but I definitely like to have a piece of that pie, right? So it's it's all about how you get a piece of that pie plus, plus, plus. It's hey, Orly, I'm talking here for free. I feel like a sucker. Well, <laughs> um. It's for marketing, it. but uh... <laughs> I didn't see it. Now, many people think of podcasts also as a form of speaking. I don't agree with that. It's a port. It's a form of marketing. It's a port of. It's a. It's a portal for uh, getting uh, social proof. It's very good for people to at least get your message if they're listening, right? Because you're only as good as whoever's listening to you and want to s- listen to you again and again. And with people like you that have multiple, multiple choice. Uh, sh- shows then they have a certain following which makes being on a podcast a good thing but not public speaking you're saying it's a different Probably, it's not a, but it's not public speaking it's you're oh. you're you're being interviewed on tv it's like pr right if you're going to go on tv you're going to be interviewed by the by the people by the interviewer and you get your two minutes of fame and it's basta la fiesta moving on right you mm-hmm. might get people contacting you from it you might not so there's no guarantees in that world 
right? It's just, you need to be out there. You need to do social media. You need to do networking. You need to do podcasting. You need to do all of that to get social proof, get on LinkedIn, do your thing, right? Well, like you would do for a business, but don't expect to be paid for that through any of those mediums. Right. So going on a podcast, not, not within the same speaking as marketing, get paid type thing. No, I I was worried you're going to send me an invoice after this. Okay. Um, if I can, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, so when you, um, you, when you think about the business of public speaking, let's, let's do the analogy of a store. Okay. Cause that will maybe bring it a little more home. Um, you and our best friends, and we're going to open a store, a brick and mortar. Okay. Selling Sounds soap good? and lotion to hotels whatever. And then we are going to um, get one of our friends who's a good real estate agent to find us a location. So we found a location, location, location. We're good. Now we're going to need a key to the front door. We're going to need the hours of operation on the door. We're going to need the name of the store on top of the door. When we go inside, we're probably going to need a camera system, a security system, a cash register, one of those swipey thingies for credit cards, insurance, liability insurance, a bank account. And you know what? We're going to hire a bookkeeper because you and I don't like to do that job. Cool. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you what we're really selling in the store? Soap and lotion, I thought. No. Where are we going? So we're, you are the product. It's the business of public speaking, basically. If you, if you are the product, then you're the one that needs to have all these elements before you can sell a single thing. And even if you were selling soaps and lotions, you got to have the distribution side and all that stuff. So at the end of the day, whatever it is that the business requires, that's great. But the product at the end of the day is you. People buy with from people they know, like, and trust. So even if you have the best product in the world, nobody knows about it. Nobody's educated on it. You haven't done anything to tell people about it. Then you could be store- sitting in your store with just product on the shelf. Right. Okay. And then that's where public speaking, you're getting the no like trust out there. You're exposing yourself to the one to many, uh, you were, you were mentioning that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so we're looking at public speaking really more like events, stuff like that. We're not talking about podcasts, radio show, PR type type things um getting paid angle so marketers thinking that would be awesome if i can get paid and go out and do this when somebody in a company does that is the company getting paid or are they getting paid well you're in a marketing the arrangement is with the company so if i was a general manager of a of a company and i have to to bring in clients so my salespeople can sell them on it well i'm the public speaker and i'm also the general manager so i can do it on my own time and my own dime and go and speak get paid for it and then i can just get more clients for the company because i'm getting a commission on the back end also right so it seems that it depends on the relationship with a company but a marketer if they wanted to have a side thing that's part of the company and you told your company, Hey, I can, you know, I can go do these public speaking gigs and they'll be good for the company. You guys let me do this. And then they're Mm -hmm. actually getting paid personally while at the same time doing their job. Yep. Um, Or maybe have the company pay for them to get coached up with, by you or something like that. Exactly. And and then they're saying, Hey, the company's getting paid, but they're, they're developing these skills and this um, following and this expertise and, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely. So the, 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 sometimes it's the entrepreneur himself. Sometimes it's the owner of the company that wants to be coached on how to get out there and then wants to implement that system into their company because they have about 
20 managers who need to get out there and bring in more clients to the company. So if they're paying for them, their salary, and they're also paying for their education or, or training, and that then they are able to support that by bringing in more clients, then would it not be a win, 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 win for all? So you're saying this is a channel for marketing, but instead of having a single, you know, CEO or, or a head of marketing or something that's doing the talking, um, yeah. you got, if there's a lot of events, why not be putting multiple people in your team out talking? Interesting. It seems that you might be able to make one presentation and have them all go do it at different places, depending on the type of event and type of product and company. Absolutely. Also, you might want to be the expert in your company, and then you can also go into other companies that will pay you to train their people. Same mm -hmm. Principle. Well, now right? you're just telling people to create competition for what you do at your company, Orly. You don't want to do that. I know it's okay. <laughs> I just, you know, it is what it is. You gotta, you you have to create another stream of revenue, either for yourself or your company. So it's up to you and where your relationship is. Absolutely. I would say for marketers, at the very least, if you go to your company and say, "Hey, I'd like to do this," I'm gonna have to really um, be pounding the pavement to get it done. Either you want to get paid if there's payment coming or any revenue that's created from your speaking should go into your marketing budget at the very least. Yeah, um, not get, a bad idea. Getting paid. Let's say you approach an event. You say, hey, who do I talk to about speaking at your event? Right. Good news. I only charge $1 to speak. Does that count as getting paid or is that a loophole? No, that it's it it's it counts on getting paid. Listen, I don't ever met I never met a dollar I didn't like. So because you asked that question, <laughs> it's <laughs> it is important it. to understand the value you bring to the table. This, you know, I, I always tell people, you don't pay me to coach you only. You and it's a high ticket. So if you you don't pay me just to coach you and and keep up with you for over a year or for as long as you you know, because I guarantee you'll make 150k your first year in public speaking, and nobody does that in writing. So what does that mean to you is that when people are out there, you're not paying me for just coaching you and, and following up with you and, and doing what my part, part is. You're paying me for the 25 years I took to learn this. So basically, I'm saving you 10 years. So what is it that you do in your business that can save people money, time, et cetera, and, and quality, whatever it was, because that's what you're selling. We don't sell lamps at this furniture store. We sell lights in your living room that looks great. So if you go up and give a great talk, but there's not really any content to it, let's say you go up and do a stand-up set and everybody's laughing, but you didn't really build any expertise in your industry or with your product or anything like that. It seems like you did the presentation and people enjoyed it, but you're not really getting the benefit you were looking for. Not Maybe well, you'll keep getting hired to tell jokes, but you're not helping the marketing. You're not getting the marketing side of speaking. Yeah. So there is content marketing, right? And if you go out there and just share information, then you're an information marketer. And then if you go out there and you tell a few jokes while you're giving people tricks on how to get to do marketing, then guess what? You become an edutainer and an edutainer gives some good substance as well as, as, making people laugh and, and people are getting engaged. That's wonderful. That makes you a good speaker. But at the end of the day, what's really important is what you do for the, for the call to action. 
The CTA is the most important thing. So if you don't have that in any of your talks, then you've wasted your own time, not the people's time. They got the value because you shared something. But if you didn't tell them what to do with that information or how to use that information, then you actually did a disservice to yourself. Oh, you're setting me up here, Orly. So, and I, when I hear call to action, I always think of it as like, hey, go sign up for XYZ owners. You're not talking about pitching their product call to action, but- and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're saying um, they're giving their talk on whatever the topic is. And it's a, here's how to actually, don't just give out some philosophy and then walk away. You got to say, here's the steps to do now. So for this podcast, sure. for the listeners, what are the steps to do? If somebody says, okay, I want to, like, how do they get started? I, I want to start this public speaking as marketing thing. Well, first, you got to want it badly enough because it's a, it's a long process in the beginning. And if you don't have the patience and you want, if you want instant gratification, I would say don't do it, period. Uh, so it's that a- answers my question of who shouldn't be doing this. And usually people are like, oh, everybody should. And you're like, no, no, no. If you're not into it, don't bother. If you're not going to do the work, you know, I mean, when I tell my clients, you're going to make 150K your first year, I say, okay, well, you got to give me at least one hour a day, five days a week. Do you have that time? Are you going to commit to it? And if you commit to it, then I can guarantee it. If you don't commit to it, then what's the point to even start? If you don't think this is going to be a good service for your company or your or your product or, you know, or service, then why would you even embark in that direction? That's the catch. You're saying you will make the 150k your first year if you do the work absolutely <laughs> if not then i look bad right now i wouldn't even i tell people you know i i give them my condolences in advance because if they decide to work with me they have me for life and it's true it's in the contract so i tell them hey if you don't like me or if you don't want to do this like really want to do this maybe we shouldn't work together i'm very upfront about it no filter between my brain and my mouth for those of you who don't it's, know me it's not a pyramid scheme where you just mail off the one dollar and then you start receiving money you got to act oh my god yeah. and do the work it's more of yes, a personal you trainer. Do the work. Like, you pay a personal trainer that doesn't get you in shape. You still have to do all the things they tell you to do. Exactly. Exactly. Do the oh, process. Man. Follow. Trust the process. That's the key also. It's to trust the process. It is a process. It's a science, just like any other business. You know, uh, many people know their own business and they can talk about it for hours and why their product is so good, right? I mean, Sky, you have an amazing product. So that easy to talk about it. And if I'm a client, then I can talk about it because I use it and it's awesome, right? But I've, but that's limited. It's very limited to your circle of people, to the circle of people that will refer you and to the people that know about you even, right? But what if you went out there and you educated everyone why they need your service or why do they need a product like that? It doesn't matter. You don't have to be a competitor to anyone. You just have to be an expert in your own field. And that's what the messaging is. Excellent. And I do, I say the infomercial thing like, oh, you can't do an infomercial, but I go to a lot of events. I remember I went to Datacon this year and it seems like at least half the talks really are just, here's our product and how it works. And it's like a demo of the product is pretty much the talk. Um, and people- but that's an event that's called a trade show because then yeah. they have the trades of everything in the same corner. Like when I was in property management, we used to do these where we got 
the landscapers, the plumbers, everybody was sp sponsoring the event, got to speak a couple of minutes. They had a booth and they have a place to, you know, and then everybody was listening to lawyers and what the laws are, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, those are called trade shows, but most of them don't pay speakers. Right. They don't, you know, they'll pay the doctor that has like maybe a Nobel Prize if they get to have him, right? Or the Le the, the the Tony Robbins and the Les Browns of the world, right? Those guys don't speak for free. Are you kidding? Right. right? So, but they made a name for themselves. And while you're making a name for yourself, you need to know the ins and out of the industry so that you can get paid. Maybe not like they do, but paid nevertheless. Right. So if you're going on Saturday night, not Saturday Night Live. If you're going on a late show with uh, David Letterman, son, boy, I'm just dropping it everywhere. If you go on a late con okay. like comedy <laughs> show, you're not really going to demand to get paid because your payment is the exchange of you're getting all this exposure. Absolutely. So Those are exposed. That's exactly what it is. That's you your know, compensation. It is. And it's a big one if you're on TV uh, at a, a high high hour, right? Most viewers, uh, the best show hosts, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're, it's, mil it's in the millions. Mm -hmm. So if, but if we're going to talk that way, the thing is that earlier on, we talked about exposure for if you're going on a TV show, like the Today Show, the Today Show will give you a couple of minutes. Sometimes you can pay for it to be on it. And sometimes you just, you were recommended by someone. If you're, you have a, if you're bigger than them or if they want you, then they'll have you on. Otherwise, they'll have you, but they're not going to pay you no matter what. Nobody gets paid to be on that show. Mm -hmm. Even the celebrities don't get paid to be on that show. They're getting the exposure for their new movie, right. for their new show, for whatever it is. And, and that's that's still PR. It has nothing to do with public speaking. You don't get paid for that. But what you would get on stage to get exposure. So for those people who want to be paid as a speaker, I tell them not to go on stages just to get exposure. Because to get exposure, you can go outside and the sun will give you plenty. But if you're there to actually make money, you're going to be paid for your intellectual property and you're going to have a call to action that will bring you business into your into your in your company or your own personal business. Solopreneur. So we, we covered the first um, of what you got to do to get this ball rolling. And that was want it. You got to want it. You got to be gotta willing to actually do the work. Um, it, no, we covered the, you got to do the work. You got to right. do the work. If you're going to make the money, you got to study this industry. You got to want it. So got to want it. And you got to do the work. Hmm. Now, if you so were guess... to start today, you can go and look, Google is one of your best friends, right? You can Google events in your industry. There's many of them right in your backyard. Go speak at the Chambers of Commerce. Go speak. Maybe they won't pay you, but you'll get a good audience where you can actually create a database of these people and then invite them to your business, place of business. If you're doing an open house or if you're launching a product, that's those are your people if they're in your backyard. But if you're going to do the bigger stages, then you need to look for the conferences and reach out to them from right there, Google. Get some experience for it. Like you're saying, go to your backyard, go to open mic night and give your presentation. Uh <laughs> I wouldn't do open mic night. I, I'm, not, I'm never going to be. You should do that. <laughs> you're a comedian without wanting to be one. Don't um, start but, actually throwing vegetables if you go okay. to a business presentation. At it's open okay. Mic night. I'll bring my raincoat if they throw vegetables at me. Um, my my uh, my definitely, you know, there's Kiwanis clubs and Lions Club and the Knights of Columbus and and there's other things, you know, if you want to get 
experience, maybe start with Toastmasters. Toastmasters is a great, 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 great way to start practicing your speech because they give you a lot of tools. It's not the professional side of speaking. It's still very good to start because there is some habits of speakers that are, Toastmasters is good for. And it also builds your self-confidence. If you didn't have one, then that's a great place to start. It's with your peers. It's people that know you, like you, trust you already, then just go and speak. Tell them to give you feedback. Those, all the ones that I mentioned are great places to get feedback. Hey, what did you think? What can I have done better? Not what did I do wrong. Go to random weddings and just give a toast. Yeah. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Get some practice going there. So uh, so let's say they're reaching out to some local places. You're in it. You're you're doing the work. Um, Go and giving some talks here and there. The next step is just reach out to bigger places. I mean, call early, get some real plan going. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I mean, what I do is that I position you in this industry to be the go to person. So I do have a couple of superpowers that actually will get you the big bucks, as they say, right, to be paid as a speaker. If you if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know where to go, if you don't know how to approach them, what to say first, second, third, how to deal with rebuttals, what do you say when they tell you they have no money, etc, etc. So that's the coaching I give so that you're well prepared. And everything is done for you so that you don't have to think about, do I have this form wrong? Did I have this wrong? Did, am I saying the right thing? All of it is done. So it seems like you're uh, you're saying you're not an agent. You're more of a guide almost where it's like, hey, you're not going to know what the hell you're doing. But Orly has all the experience. She knows what you're going to be doing and can guide you through this step so by you don't- step fall all over the place and hold your hand until you make it and and it's it's really that much of a of a of an importance is to be there every step of the way uh people contact me all the time i mean i'm talking about my clients where they contact me hey i'm gonna give a talk next month i need you to just help me out and see if i'm ready and and what do you think about it and can you give me some pointers it so i don't like to call myself a coach i like to call myself a mentor because at the end of the day that's what i become for them because it's for life so I don't have another thing to sell to them and I don't have another product to, to you know, um, upsell them on. What I do is one time and we get together on everything. So I become a mentor. I become more of a business consultant, all of that. I used to be a business consultant for CEOs and CFOs of Fortune 500 and Fortune 100. And that's why I like this side of it too. I like that, that side of business. So as a business coach in general, it helped me to hone on the business of public speaking and maybe I'll do some business of business coaching as well, but this is uh, what I do. Excellent. So I want to, I want to get as much actionable stuff in here for the listeners as we can before we go, obviously, and I'll hammer this again later, but as you said earlier, there's way more to this than we can cover in one show. Um, we're kind of getting the concept across and then, this is what Orly does, all the crazy, complex, and uh, deeper stuff um, to help people succeed in this public speaking. It seems we have two branches here. You have the business owner, entrepreneur, um, kind of consultant type area, and then you have, they're working for themselves kind of a situation, and they want to build their brand and do their marketing and grow. And then you have the, hey, I'm you know, I'm a marketing manager, but we're doing these shows, and I think this is a great channel for our company to really... Uh, expand into um, for that marketing manager area, 
do you, first of all, do you see many of those? Is that uh, is it almost all owners and entrepreneurs, or are there employees within a company that you there see is also employees? Um, I've had people who are you know financial planners. Even though they're so regulated, there is a way to 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 just not talk about giving advice about financial planning. You know what I mean? And there's there's CPAs that also go out there and talk about what's going on in this world and how you can save money for your company, for your family, whatever. I mean, they have a plethora of things they can talk about. Um, so yes, there is the solopreneurs, there is the entrepreneurs, there is the, the managers, there is also the marketers, um, but most importantly is the people who do sales the most. So if you're the one selling for your company, then it behooves you to go out there and speak mm -hmm. because then you're doing uh, less work for more money, right? If you're speaking, you're speaking to many, so you might get five clients where normally for the same amount of time, you would only do one client. So potential client. Right. So you're shrinking the um, the funnel there a bit too. If you're saying marketing doesn't need to go out and talk, if your sales go out and do it yourself and get all that for yourself, like uh, take sure. charge of your, of your pipeline and, and generate your own sales, kind of your basketball uh, player, you know, you're making your own shot kind of. It, right. it also appears to me that this is kind of a pathway to promotion too, for an employee. It's like, hey, you feel like you're stuck in a certain position or you really want to accelerate up, add this to your Rolodex of uh, of skills and be the person that speaks at, at events and suddenly you're way more valuable. You're um, an asset for the company more than just your, you know, your in-office contribution. Agreed. Um, so how would somebody working in a company pitch this to their bosses? Like how do they get the... um. Like, like, what are the main points they're going to use to pitch it? Say, hey, here's I'd like to do this, and here's what, what it's going to do for us. Well, you know, I mean, I've been the CEO. You know, I'm a CEO, and but when a company, when a when a, an employee will come to talk to me about a um, a probability of making better or doing something better for the company, uh, I know a good leader would listen, right? So, what if you went to your boss, whoever that may be, and said, you know what? Uh, I see that I can be more productive if I would go out there to the masses instead of doing the one-on-ones or the, you know, the cold calling. I'm giving you an example. I don't know how many right. people do that anymore. But at the end of the day, what if I went out there and spoke about our company and deliver a message that will make people want to come on board with us because I am the friendly, I am the face. You are the face, Mr. CEO of the company. But at the end of the day, you're going to need some soldiers. And some of us can be really good soldiers. I believe I'm one of them. See, when you're yeah. presenting somebody, some, to, to somebody in authority, you don't want to say, well, you know what? I want to replace your job one day. So I would like to go speak so that everybody can see me instead of you. No, I mean, that's the old corporate America, you know, dog eat dog. Today, I think a leader would be more inclined to listen to a new opportunity of doing things, especially if there's a gap in age brackets and, and diversity, inclusion, all of that. So all of them need to be included. All of them can have the opportunity. It's across the board and it doesn't hurt the company, mm. especially yeah. the employee on a salary because they're getting paid no matter what, how many hours they work. They work 60 hours, they work 50 hours, they still get paid. Yeah. One of the favorite things for a boss to in my experience to have an employee come and do is say, Hey, I have an idea here. It is. What do you think? Um, you, you know, you always want 
people under you feeding you their good ideas. Sometimes you steal them and call them your own. And sometimes you let them run with them and take credit for the success. But uh, bosses usually, usually like that. Right. And, you know, there's many, you know, Richard Brunson gives gives the best advice, right? Because uh, he's built so many amazing companies. He goes, first, you have to have a cluster, crystal clear idea of what you want for your company. Then you go and get the best people for it. Well, if you're working for somebody, then you want to show them that you're the best person for it. And if you're going to be the best person for it, what do you bring in besides the hours you spend on your J-O-B? Are you looking for better ways of doing something or bringing something to the table that maybe or may not have thought of and maybe implement it within the next year, six months, whatever works for the company. So when you are an asset to a company, they're not going to just, you know, let you go. They're going to see how else they can support everybody else. Yep. Excellent. Um, Only a couple minutes left. I know. Uh, last, last thing I've got here for you is uh, any specific tips, like things, little tricks to do or things to watch out for. If somebody's getting into public speaking? Well, one, you don't want to connect with event planners on LinkedIn. Because okay. if you do that, you'll be blacklisted. Another thing that you don't want to do is fill out those forms and abstracts and applications that they ask you to do. Because nobody reads them. Unless they tell you they do read them, I wouldn't waste my time there. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, those two tips for now. Uh, just know that this is an amazing industry. It's so flexible and and good for basically any business. I agree. That's, I mean, the the first one there really fascinating. Can you expand on that a little bit? You'll get blacklisted if you connect with event. Yeah, well, LinkedIn. they have this thing. You know, event planners talk to each other. You know, a lot of people think that they don't know each other, but those in the industry that are in the circuit, as we call it, they know each other, and so they talk to each other. If you're sending them an email because you're desperate, don't don't sound desperate. That is the worst thing you can sound like is desperate because then they'll know you don't know what you're doing. Um, I wrote a book on it, you know, public speakers, you're not all that 12 reasons why event planners won't hire you. Uh, you can look my name in on Amazon. <laughs> That's funny. And then, um, and so if you don't, if you didn't know that they don't look at you, what they do though, is that they look at your profile on LinkedIn. They, they won't go to your website. They're not going to look at anything else. They're going to go really quickly to see if you have a LinkedIn profile and that it looks good, that you have some testimonials, that you have some recommendations, that you've been around for a little while, you know, uh, that might be the case. But so have a that, good profile, but don't use it to connect with them. That's right. Not through LinkedIn. I'm not saying don't connect with them. I just said, don't connect with them through LinkedIn. Don't send them a message or a private message or an email through LinkedIn. Find out their information. You know how you can get somebody's information on LinkedIn. If their email is there, go to their email. If it's their website there, then go on their website and go find the email to email them from your own email. Do not do it through LinkedIn. That's my recommendation. Excellent. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, let's see. So you'd mentioned book on Amazon. We'll make sure there's a link to that in the show notes. Okay. What was it? You're not all that public speakers. Uh... Public speakers. You're not all that. 12 reasons why event planners won't hire you. Yes. I'm coming out with a new one too. It's really cool. It's called public speakers. You're still not all that. How to navigate the paid virtual speaking world. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Um, yes. Yeah. Whole nother 
universe out there for yes I mean, yes. if you're afraid to fly but you still want to do a lot of public speaking uh, you can speak virtually and virtual get paid world. how cool is that <laughs> that that is awesome um where else can people find you um meet orliamore.com meet m-e-e-t orly o-r-l-y a-m-o-r.com and they can find me there. They can also get a link from there to my calendar where they can get a complimentary 20 minute with me just to even just, you know, um, be a soundboard for them or brainstorm for some for 20 minutes. We could do that uh, at no charge. And they can also get my book directly from the website. Basically, you can just click, fix them to uh, to Amazon. They can buy it there. Fantastic. Um and uh, I imagine they can uh, find you on LinkedIn. Should they should they connect with you on LinkedIn or will that get them blacklisted? Uh-huh. I'm not an event planner. All right. <laughs> so you're safe there. You can connect with I'm her on safe. LinkedIn safely. You can connect with um, me on LinkedIn. Let me know I, that you saw me on this show. I love that kind of advice. There'd be nothing worse than somebody that really wants to start public speaking. So they do all the work, but they think part of the work is, hey, I got to connect with every event planner. And little do they know they're dead in the water. Yeah. Don't waste uh, time. Yeah, fantastic. All right. So uh, listeners, you can check out the show notes to see uh, Orly's website there, her LinkedIn link, the Amazon book link. All the information on Orly is on the show notes at ifyoumarket.com. And um, let's see. Thank you, uh, Share Us. You guys have been sharing us around. We love that. A uh, little marketing tip we found. You have an episode like uh, like this one here with Orly, and um, you have somebody you're trying to connect with and you think this episode would resonate with them, share it with them. And it's a kind of a good free give that you can do that makes somebody say, oh, this person knows who I am. They're real. It's not an automated LinkedIn request. They said, hey, I thought you might enjoy this episode because right. it talks about this and you're involved in this and we have a whole catalog of them. So maybe it's not Orly's, maybe it's some other past event. You have somebody you want to connect with, find uh, one of our um, one of our episodes that you think might be a, a good listen for them, a good topic for them and, and share it. It's a great way to share us. We appreciate that. And um, thank you for listening to the podcast yourself. Of course, thank you for signing up your relatives during Thanksgiving to listen to the podcast without them knowing. And um, on behalf of the Ify Market team and Orly Lamour of GMCP, thank you for listening to the Ify Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with public speaking, they will come. Thank you, Scott. Someone over my tongue at the end there. Are you looking for new leads or always in need of quality contacts for your marketing campaigns? But list companies and online tools are the worst, right? Well, then you've got to check out Top Data Search by Mountaintop Data. At Mountaintop Data, we're a team of weird people that actually like getting our hands dirty with sales and marketing data. And we specialize in business contact information. We compile and maintain a database of tens of millions of targeted high-quality business decision makers with emails, phone numbers, mailing address, and all the information you need. Go to topdatasearch.com and request a free account with the promo code IYM1000, like if you market the podcast here, and get a free account with unlimited searches, no seat fees, and 1,000 free record download credits. That's topdatasearch.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.